Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our life. The title of this message is Church Zombies, and you say right. This is a five-part series, of which this is the fourth episode. So first, we look at Peter and just one of his cool experiences. Acts 3, 6 through 8. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. No pizzas, piñatas, or pastries. He entered into the church because he experienced the power of God. Now that's preaching the gospel. How about Paul? Acts 13, 6, 11. Now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. That all the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O fool of all deceit and all fraud, you, the son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Now before I go on to Acts, pay attention here. Paul wasn't praying for his healing, but the exact opposite. When you understand God, you know that it goes both ways, and sometimes he might use you for both ways. It's not always that he calls people to be healed. Some people are just in the way. Some are the son of the devil. And we got to know the difference. How many in your church know the difference? If you can't name five people, you might be in trouble. Don't preach to the son of the devil. Blind them. All right. Acts 19, 11, 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Pray and wash your clothes with the Holy Spirit, and you just might get the same result. How about Stephen? Acts 6, 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Okay, let's go to Philip. Acts 8, 37 through 39. So Acts 8, 37 through 39. So Philip is responding to a request for the eunuch to get baptized. This is what he says. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. You can miss it if you're not accustomed to stopping and asking questions when the scripture you just read appears not to make any sense. Philip was transported from there to another place. Yes, imagine for a moment that God is hanging out with Spock and tells him to do it now. I want to see, do it now. And Philip is beamed away. (laughs) All kidding aside, for the moment. I wonder what it must feel like to move outside of time while at the same time being in time. I know, right? Okay, so let's go to the Old Testament. 
What say you, Joshua? 5, 14, 15. So he said, No, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped, and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off your foot, for this place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Did I not say in this message and in others that we are in a war, that we are supernatural soldiers? Knowing this should stop you from whining if you are prone to do so. Joshua 10, 12 through 13. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajahon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. That's 23 hours and 20 minutes. NASA has actually proved that. Okay, let's go to Jacob. Genesis 32:24:30. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask me about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, my life is preserved. Man, there's so much going on in there, it's just crazy. Notice that God didn't heal his hip. It is important to know this because if you're wrestling with something, if you're wrestling with an illness or a disease, you want to make sure that God actually wants you to be healed. He might be leaving you with that so that he can bless you. Well, let's go on. You can wrestle with God and prevail, receiving a blessing, for hanging in there. You can see God face to face and live, so why not try and do so? I must say it should be easier to get in his presence at church than alone. Let's see what Moses is doing. Exodus 33:17:23. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take my hand away. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Have you asked him? You can, and he might just surprise you. Okay, Elijah has something to say. Second Kings 6, 14-18 Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, 
Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Okay, so I had to interrupt the prayer for a moment. His eyes were open, unless he was talking to Elijah with his eyes closed. Nope, his, like many of our spiritual eyes, are wide shut. Oh, the panic it would cause if all of God's people could see everything that was stirring about every day. I don't think he would allow this as way too many of us, because we are kept as spiritual babies, would faint at such a sight. As some kids are prone to do, we might just run away from home. But don't let this stop you from asking that your spiritual eyes may be opened. Back to Elijah's prayer. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, all around Elijah. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elijah prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. Before I end this message, I want you to catch that again. He didn't pray that they would see. He didn't go around healing all of them who may have had ailments. He actually did the opposite. He asked the Lord to blind them. Now, if you read on through the story, you'll know that the Lord opened their eyes later. That's not what I'm getting at. Now, with all these scriptures that I've included, I've taken just snippets out of the whole story. You should go back to get the context of each story so you have an idea as to why they responded the way they did. Well, that's it for today. I hope you're enjoying this series. We have one more to go. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Find a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks. See you next time in deep water.